This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. But Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the Manly Warhol Command Center, Manly Command Center, here in the Melvin Law Studio. Now, Melvin Law is the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida with 50 years of experience, but they're a full-service law firm as well. So if you have uh, needs for traffic accidents, other legal matters, you always consult. Jeffrey Melvin Law Practice, uh, they have 50 years of experience, and my good friend has been in this community a long time and has uh, uh, been involved in a lot of community uh, donations and giving as a real supporter of the community, a real supporter of the show, for which we tremendously appreciate that. We like to view ourselves also as a community service, and uh, we will be fulfilling that uh, description today in just a moment with uh, something that you have not seen anywhere else except just a fleeting mention of it on Channel 20 last night. Uh, also, crime prevention, a good supporter of us. Uh, you can worry less with crime prevention guarding your place as they do here. You can contact them at cpss.net. Uh, there's been a lot happened in the last few hours. That is the combination of a long, long timeline of events that um, have um, been working their right way through the system, really starting back um, in the mid-year of 2019 is when this other community event, we've got two big community events going on here. Uh, one is the uh, ever-present, uh, if you will, voter election issues. And um, the other, of course, is the uh, Drotos-Riles uh, versus Bosshart dispute. And um, that has at least one part of it. It's really a three-legged stool. There are three suits going on. One was over the commissions and uh, uh, the fees. And um, that was settled yesterday. And we're going to report in depth on that today. Then there are a couple other suits. One is on defamation, uh, and the other is this criminalization of it by Kramer. So there are a couple more things here on the three-legged stool. We've got one leg of the stool settled, and it's been settled in favor of Drotos and Riles. Now, this is a huge settlement, and there has already been discussion about whether or not a boss art real estate services can survive this financial hit. And it's just the first, probably, of two more financial hits, which will be pretty darn substantial because they will domino off of this one. Uh, once this one tipped in the favor, uh, absolutely undeniably by the arbitrator, in the favor of uh, Boss Hart, I mean, in favor of Grotos and Riles, uh, then it really is sort of Katie bar the door. And uh, this will unfold, and it will be a most interesting story to cover. The Ward Scott Files have been covering this from the very beginning. 
um, that is not yet covered in the Gainesville sunset. Um, there's probably maybe some speculation about why Autumn Doughton, who works for Boss Art, nice lady, know her, um, is the daughter of the publisher of the Gainesville Sun. So, you know, you always have to wonder about these things and uh, if there's any connection and people just naturally do. Um, so, but the word Scott Files is beholden to nobody. And, you know, I got, uh, I take the flack, I take the heat. I'm the guy who organizes the shows. I'm the guy who selects the stories, but I'm helped by a fantastic research team of citizens in the community who are great contributors to the material by which uh, we uh, share the truth with you as best we can and keep you informed. Um, of course, we have a Cracker Jack data investigator who uh, is in par excellence. Nobody can really perform to the high standard that he's, he does. And we've been great teammates for about 10 years now. And we both have this, um, share this uh, interest in getting to the bottom of things. And um, I, I trust me, when you've been around this uh, world of, of um, espionage, if you will, the way he and I have, uh, you, are, you are affected by it. It is uh, something that um, you come to uh, understand. There is a public reality, then there's the real reality. So, um, I, I call the show today as the worm turns because it has definitely come back and bitten the boss hearts. And uh, this has um, got a lot of community implications and uh, uh, extensions to it. And so I really want to kind of go through carefully with you a 30-page document, which is the American Arbitration Association findings and have been completed. And uh, we have now place them on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board. You will see this nowhere else, okay? You will see these findings nowhere else that I know of publicly. The Gainesville Sunset is not gonna print them. Channel 20 is not gonna print them. We're gonna put them out there for you to take a look at. They're gonna be on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board. Um, since they're 30 pages, we won't put all 30 pages up for you today, but we'll put the, probably the beginning and the ending. So um, that, that will be um, uh, forthcoming in just a moment as I launch into this explanation. Um, this is uh, a long time coming, as I say, and it's only the beginning of the end. Um, there is much more to come, and it even could be more financially severe for Boss Hearts than this settlement is. This settlement orders the boss hearts to pay Grotos and Riles about $1.3 million. Give it maybe almost a $1.3 million and a half or somewhere, but it is, a, it is the, uh, the million, okay? Let me repeat that. Uh, I've talked to some pretty wealthy people in this community uh, in the last uh, 24 hours about this. And as wealthy as they are, uh, they would not like to have to write a check for a million and a half dollars, let's say, let's round it up here, round it off, million three, million four, million five. They would not like to have to write a check uh, that wouldn't have no return on the expenditure. That just is not in the blood of business people. It's not in the household budget behavior, I hope, of your house. You just don't go spending but then how did the bill get to be so high? Well, guess what? 
you, Boss Hart, ran it up yourself. You could have settled this thing a long time ago, but no, you had to go to war about it. And I don't know what motivated him. There's all sorts of speculation about this and that and greed and this and that and one thing and another and wanting to stomp out their competition and this and that. I don't have any way of plumbing the depths of their motivations other than to say uh, these are the results of their failure to, set up, set up, to settle this thing a long time ago. Now, in case you're wondering, as you might be already, about the relationship with this school board issue, which Tina Certain is mouthed off about. And uh, that's all in this arbitration settlement, too. And uh, Tina Certain is going to be one more character who is just talking to her head rattle, knows nothing about what she's talking about. And she publicly besmirched me and Tim Martin. I'm out of the left field. I have no idea where that came from. And these kind of loose uh, lips sink ships. And she is certainly an example of it. Uh, she's been lipping off about um, the, the school board land on 241 forever and a day. And this arbitration puts that to rest. It's been thoroughly examined. Now, let's understand something about the arbitration. The choice of the arbitrator has to be agreed upon by both parties. So Bossard can't claim that, well, this is not the um, finding that we wanted. So therefore, we're not going to pay any attention uh, to what the findings were. Because Bossart agreed and Grotos Riles agreed going into the arbitration and selected and mutually agreed to abide by the arbitrator's findings. So that's a done deal. So if the uh, Bossarts don't want to pay the 1314, whatever it is, it will be sent to a collection agency. God forbid, you know, you're going to have the collection agency knocking on your door. It's also going to go through the Florida Real Estate Commission. And, uh, uh, and uh, the whole school board issue falls completely off the table in the arbitration findings. So anything you hear about that is just one more um, misguided, uninformed blathering, if you will, by uh, certain in her crowd about uh, all the uh, deals with uh, uh, the Riles, Brotos, and the school board property. That's all been completely swept off the table. Um, additionally, $95,000 about of this settlement goes to the arbitrator. So if you're, and, and, and Boss Hart pays that as well. So, you know, who made this misery for Boss Hart? Boss Hart made it for themselves. And now they've lost one leg of the three-legged stool. Now, you have to examine reason here, and we don't know how this will work out yet, but reason would suggest that if the arbitrator rules overwhelmingly, unequivocally, in favor of Grotos and Riles, that any defamation suit that Grotos and Riles bring to Balsart will be won also by Grotos and Riles because uh, they're defamed by something of that the arbitrator now has said was a false accusation. So boy, hello, hello, hello. So we've got that yet to come. And then we've got a most interesting uh, development here that uh, let me tell you, I just finished talking about not yet dry behind the ears yesterday, Brian Kramer. 
and his botched, apparent, bo apparently botched um, handling of the relationships with the supervisor of elections who felt compelled to send certified mail copies to, to Kramer so that Kramer couldn't say he never got them, which he was saying, okay? If he had not been saying that, uh, the supervisor of elections would not have been compelled to sign, uh, send a certified copies with a receipt requested so that there to be actual proof that Kramer got them. Now, I want to applaud Kim Barton here. As you understand, you know, I'm a member of the community. These people are members of the community. I know these people. I like these people. But this is public life. And therefore, you have institutional responsibilities. I have responsibilities here to be forthright with you and reasonable with you. But nevertheless, I don't pull punches. Okay. And where there is credit, I give credit. And where there is no credit, I also assign that as well. And I'm going to give credit to Kim Barton because she got so frustrated with a double talk she got from Kramer's office. And it was obviously complicated by the behavior of, of his chief investigator, Derry Lloyd. Clearly, that's in the, in the, in the chain of emails um, that she felt compelled, as I say, to send this uh, uh, certified copy receipt of the material he claimed he hadn't gotten. Now, you have to understand that there remains at the center of this a huge mystery, which we're going to, I'm absolutely more and more certain every day, we're going to get to the bottom of. And that is who filled out the matrix that supposed, was supposed to be filled out before a SWAT team was sent to a commercial real estate office and the occupants of that office were zip tied and under of the duress of the arrival of this SWAT team, which is only used, one would reasonably expect, in dire situations where you have a gun toting person such as Sheriff uh, Grady had in Polk County when a man came out with a long rifle and aimed it at the deputies, and the deputies opened up with their AR-15s because they had been told that this man was going to try to kill them. That was not the case at the commercial real estate office when the SWAT team arrived. I don't think any reasonable person can be convinced that that even remotely would be a threat, that when you went under somebody's orders, See, what's going on here? Does Bossar have that much influence with Kramer? Does Bossar have that much influence with GPD? What is going on here? I have seen one document that claims that there was false information given in order to get that to happen. It would almost seem to be true if you take a look at the rationale of this behavior, which is there in public spotlight. And this is not going to go away now that this arbitrator has reached his uh, conclusions. I assure you, it's only going to get more, more emphasis. And one, if we don't get to the bottom of it, we're not going to stop on the Ward Scott files until we get to the bottom of that. I'll keep you informed as a public, 
I can only do so much with this. Then you, the public, have to put pressure where pressure's due. But I can tell you that this is more than passing strange that a SWAT team was sent with all of its heavy gear to a commercial office to zip tie the occupants on a real estate argument. Not some guy in a mobile home park, as Sheriff Grady's deputies had to face in Polk County, who was threatening to kill his wife and shooting off rounds in the mobile home park and pointing the long rifle at the deputies. So that's not even comparable, a reasonable person would have to conclude. So that mystery is yet to be disclosed. How in the world, if the arbitrator says, rules 100%, 100% in favor of the Grotos and Riles in this argument and awards them almost a million and a half dollars in money owed to them because of this duress uh, by Boss Hart, who created this duress, then what is the connection between that and the subsequent attempt to guard trade secrets, which we understand is the reason why the SWAT team would have to go because I guess Grotos and Riles, who weren't even there when the SWAT team arrived, would what, flush the trade secrets down the commode? I mean, come on. So what we have here in working on all this is an ogre. We have an ogre somewhere in here that is the instrument of implementation of this SWAT team. Somebody had to make that happen, okay? And that somebody, we need to find out who that somebody is. Now, ogre comes from the Latin orgus, and uh, orcus was the ancient god of the underworld, which we know of as Hades. So... This it, there is an or there is an ogre in this story somewhere that we haven't found yet. Now it's got to be discovered because all decency would tell you that you've got gangs shooting each other in downtown Gainesville, shooting each other at rap concerts, killing each other in in in, in Section Eight housing areas, and out on the street again. Out on the street again. I'm on the I'm on the uh, stop uh, 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 crime stoppers board. I know what I know what goes on. It's a revolving door, and those guys get a pass. And you send the SWAT team into a commercial real estate office. Who did that? We're going to find out. We are going to bust our chops to find out. And I got to tell you that uh, yours truly is involved in this now because he was kicked out of. The deposition of Ken Cornell, mysteriously, curiously. I had no sinister motivation for checking into that. It was a public document, had a public link on the news. I just checked in to watch, and all of a sudden I was demonized. I was actually slandered, I think. I'm going to check into this by the attorney for Cornell, who called me on record things that he didn't have any knowledge of personally. It's all on the record. So we'll look into that as this thing unfolds. But certainly here, I want to maybe uh, go through just a little bit of this with you. It's 30 pages, and I'm going to 
I'll give you a play-by-play, blow-by-bow analysis of this. Uh, the final is called the final award. And it says uh, that um, this whole uh, 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 traces back the history of when a boss heart uh, hired uh, Drotos and Riles. And you have to remember that I once had a broker's license. So I know all Mike Riles and these people very, very well. And Mike used to have a business called Southern Realty, which was purchased by Boss Hart. And uh, that uh, uh, became absorbed in, but Mike had a deal, as many of the top uh, 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 agents do, of 80-20 split. That's pretty standard in the industry. The, um, the broker takes 20, but because the producer is such a big producer, the producer gets 80. So that's uh, all figured into the amount of money here that um, Boss Hart owes Grotos and Riles. So um, this is for just for unpaid real estate commissions, which Boss Hart tried not to pay. Um, the arbitrator granted $732,312.28 plus interest from the closing date of each of the subject real estate transactions through March 31st, 2022. And that came in uh, the amount of $77,997.73 for a total sum due and owed to uh, Boss Hart and Rotos uh, from, uh, 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 I mean, owed to uh, Drotos and Riles from Boss Art, the total amount of that money is $810,310.01. And uh, this amount is being accruing at the post-judgment interest rate, at the statutory rate. So it's, it's compounding interest until the boss arts pay this. I think maybe production, I don't know if they can put up just the first page of this, what I'm reading from, and it's item number one. Uh, the claimants did claim that there was an unjust enrichment by, and that was denied. That's the only thing that was denied uh, by the arbitrator uh, for, uh, uh, in favor of the boss arts. They did not uh, unjustly enrich themselves in any way, shape or form. So, um, this this was the only thing as item two. So the also the amended counterclaim against Drotos uh, by Boss Hart was denied. And it is claimed here in item four that Riles and Drotos, therefore, are the prevailing parties in this arbitration proceeding. And as the prevailing parties, um, they also are uh, entitled to have their fees uh, for the American Arbitration Association paid for by Boss Hart. And those fees total, are you ready, my friends? Uh, $95,981.25. They're going to be paid, and it's accruing interest until it's paid, uh, by Boss Hart. So uh, Boss Hart is going to have to reimburse uh, the fees for the arbitration to Drotos, as well as prevailing attorney's fees. So Boss Hart is going to have to pay Drotos attorneys uh, $522,841.38. Okay? 
We have it up on the screen now for you to take a look at. We are uh, not going to be able to show you, but it is posted right now at Ward's Hot Bulletin Board. So uh, the findings are that this is support of the award. It's, this is all based upon, this is how the arbitrator made these findings. They're based upon the sworn testimony, the documentary exhibits, the post-hearing closing arguments, and the written submissions of the parties and the applicable case law. Uh, that is what this was based on. That is how I like to see findings. This is not the newspaper, you know, the headlines you read by these lousy, sleazy politicians. Oh, this is the arbitrator. And the arbitrator's reputation and integrity is all based upon uh, reaching these conclusions in an unassailable uh, way that's difficult to ever, ever, if ever, break down. So uh, this is, it is undisputed uh, that uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, Drotos team, well, it's called Team Riles, uh, prevails in this situation. And it goes into the history of, of, of Drotos and Riles with uh, Boss Hart all the way back to the uh, negotiations they had with Boss Hart on what the fees would be. All of that has been backed up uh, with documentation, sworn testimony, critical examination by objective third parties and found to be a credible record evidence that uh, Team Riles, and this really obviously is what irked Bossart when Team Riles decided to go. Team Riles consists not only of Grotos, but a couple of other fellows too uh, that are brought in. See, they have a Team Riles inside the Bossart organization, which uh, operates as its own entity in terms of it gets the split of 80-20, uh, and therefore, their production is so high that Boss Hart getting 20% of what Team Riles produces is significantly more than everybody else in the agency producing, as, and they don't get the 80-20. So um, this is a, a competent, credible a record evidence, the arbitrator says, and uh, um, it recognizes, Boss Hart recognized and sanctioned and and signed off on legally uh, that Team Riles operated as a division within them with some degree of autonomy and it were exempted of some of the obligations imposed on the regular sales associates. And that Bossart uh, Team Riles did give proper written notice of termination when they decided to leave Bossart and go with Colliers. Now, that was the moment, obviously, when things got nasty from Boss Hart's end. This arbitration shows that uh, settlement shows that Grotos Riles did everything according to the book. So uh, they gave a written term, uh, notice that they were terminating a relationship. Uh, they discussed the terms of their termination and departure with Aaron Boss Hart. Um, and um, they had written formal agreements and that, that allowed them to take their listings with them. And uh, there would be an exchange, uh, a referral fee given back to Boss Hart. All this agreed upon and testified to, signed, sealed, and delivered in this arbitration agreement. Okay? There's no question about it. All right? 
This is the recorded evidence established that uh, uh, the uh, arrangement was agreed upon by both parties when Grotos and Riles left Bossart. They worked out a, an arrangement by which that would take place. So <clears throat> this concerns or takes into account many, many uh, 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 real estate transactions that were in the process of closing. They're all listed here. Uh, but the one you're going to be waiting on, of course, is uh, the uh, issue of the school board. So we're at the bottom of the hour. We'll take a break. And when I come back, I will take up with you what this settlement says about the school board issue, since this is of real interest to the community. There's been much misinformation uh, about this deliberately, in some cases, perpetrated by members of the school board themselves in the case of Tanner Certain. Uh, comes to mind. So uh, we get back from this break. Uh, I'll go into how this affects the school board issue. Be right back. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Maurice T. McDaniel, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. Uh, Warthog. He's gonna come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Welcome back to Ward Scott Files. Professor Ward Scott here in the Manly Wardall Command Center. Uh, under the watchful eye of crime prevention and security systems and inside our Melton Law Studio are good buddies who are the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, as well as a, as a full service legal firm that can help you with any of your legal concerns. A um, couple of points here I'm going through now. If you're just tuning in, I'm going through the arbitration agreement. Settlement uh, has been reached by the arbitrator in favor um, of um, Rotos and Riles in their um, versus Boss Hart dispute that's been going on since 2019. And it has been overwhelmingly uh, concluded based upon all sorts of soundness, evidence, and sworn testimony uh, that basically uh, the accusations by Bossart were a bunch of hot air. 
and so therefore they've got to pay for it, almost a million and a half bucks. And this is only one leg of the triple leg stool. Uh, there will also be a defamation suit, and there will also be some repercussions to criminalizing this. And um, the man who might be in the bullseye of this might turn out to be, once again, Brian Kramer. Uh, Brian Kramer can be sued individually, as well as the office. And so hang on to your hats. This thing is just heating up. So um, the, um, the, um, it's also ruled uh, that um, Drotos and Riles did not secretly compete with uh, Boss Hart while they were still employed by Boss Hart. That was one of the claims that Boss Hart made. Uh, that allegation um, made, was made on October 30th, 2018, that um, Protoss Riles were inappropriately competing with um, Boss Hart while they were employed by Boss Hart. Uh, there were no facts, no testimony or anything that supported that at all. Um, so that one's kicked over to the side of the road. The other thing that you really are interested in, I'm sure, is the school board uh, deal, as I was talking about. Let me scroll down here till I find that. Um, this is referred to if um, uh, whenever you get over to our Ward um, um, Top Bulletin Board and take a look at the document, if you go to item 61, okay, in the document, and it's going to be, uh, have a headline that says, claimants did not divert the school board of Lachua County contract to Colliers, okay? See, this was one of the claims that Boss Hart made that, that I guess Tina Certain bought in on. Ken Cornell even goes down and runs his yak at one of the meetings about this. Of course, Ken Cornell is the vice president of, of Boss Hart. We're still going to get him deposed. Uh, he doesn't want to be deposed. He'll even use me as the excuse not to be deposed. I got nothing to do with it. So we're going to find out. We're going to get that. We're going to get down on the the hot beam of the light interrogation light on his shirt too. But um, this was really egregious to claim. This is where the slander comes in. This is where I think there are real damages forthcoming for, uh, you know, I think, you know, the checkbook better get ready to write several checks for Boss Arch, I would think. Because you see, they didn't just make this one claim. Uh, they made, and this is, this is item 62, you can take a look at it. Uh, the Boss Hart claimed in item 62, I'm going to read it to you. A Boss Hart Real Estate Service alleged that the claimants breached their contractual obligations to use their best efforts to procure real estate related business for Boss Hart and not to use company information to the advantage of any other person or entity in regard to a school board contract with the school board of Wallachia County. And what they specifically claimed, Boss Hart, was that the claimants, quote unquote, slow walked a school board contract from the school board uh, that was initially awarded to Team Riles while at Boss Hart, but later improperly diverted to Team Riles at Collier's. There is a crux. There, there's greed. I mean, if you can call it, I call it greed. Okay, you call you can call it what you want. I call it greed. This is a big. This is obviously upset Boss Hart. And when you say Boss Hart, you really I think are saying Aaron Boss Hart. So whom I know, I like, you know, I, I, as I say, I know all these people. So, but I'm just going through the business end of this and the legal end of this. And this is what the findings are. This is what the arbitrators found. So Boss Hart claimed, and of course, certain apparently picked up on it, uh, that um, for whatever reason, I don't know. And of course, I can understand why Cornell would pick up on it. Um, but, but, but here you are. 
It was not the case. Um, it is found, and this is in the language of item 62, it is found, however, that the credible, competent record evidence, are you ready? I'm going to repeat the sentence. It is found, however, that the credible, competent record evidence failed to substantiate this allegation. How much plainer can it get? There ain't no truth to the allegation. Period. And it goes into the details of how they've arrived at that conclusion. So this is all item 62 through 67. And it's all it's all blown out of the water by the arbitrator. Let me just read a couple other things to you here that are interesting, I think. I'm just jumping around here because I can't read it all to you. And I don't generally like to read to people, but this is interesting. Um, MS Bossard, that's I think is Kim Bossard, who is also their attorney, acknowledged that Grotos thereafter informed her in a February 7, 2019 email that the school board of Lancho County would not agree to provide her with the contract in word format and that she would have to make any proposed comments, changes, and or suggestions on the contract PDF format. And MS Ballshart also admitted, however, that she never complied with the school board of Lancho County's request that she mark up the proposed contract in PDF format for its resubmission to the school board. Ballshart's claim that the claimant somehow slow walked the finalization of this contract until they departed for Collier's is thus found to be belied by this evidence. And belied is this what it says about a lie. Belied. Moreover, the undersigned arbitrators persuaded by the testimony of, are you ready for this? Two former school board representatives who were directly involved with the process and have no stake in the outcoming of this proceeding. That's a little, you know who that, that is addressing. Have no stake in the outcome of this proceeding that the claimants did not did not improperly divert this contract to Congress. Brian Moore, the previous school board attorney who is now with the Florida Athletic, uh, Florida Association of District School Superintendents, credibly testified that the school board of Lancho County wanted Team Riles and that it had later learned that Tim, Team Riles were no longer at Bossart, the school board of Lancho County would probably have terminated the contract pursuant to its 10-day termination for convenience provision. Paul White, the school board of Alachua County's assistant superintendent for operations, provided an affidavit herein outlining his involvement in the selection process and execution of the contract for real estate services. Mr. White was a member of the committee that reviewed the submissions from real estate brokers in response to the RFQ. Mr. White confirmed that Team Riles were the only BRS representatives interviewed by the SBAC. He also confirmed that the BRS was selected by the committee based upon the qualifications and skills of Team Riles. In other words, there ain't nobody at Bossard who could do this unless Team Riles is there. After the contract was provided BRS on April 9, 2019, Mr. White contacted Mr. Bossard and then, you know, the whole argument goes on. And you know, I'm not going to get into the detail of it. But I'm just going to skip to this item 73. Based upon 
the competent, credible evidence that we arbitrate examined, the, it failed to establish that Grotos and Riles did anything to improperly divert the School Board of Lotra County Real Estate Services contract from BRS to Cotters. To the contrary, to the contrary, the evidence conclusively established that the school board of Alachua County only wanted Team Riles to service its real estate services contract and were willing, are you ready for this, to follow Team Riles to Collier's to facilitate this. Hello. Hello. You can't get no more plain English than that. This is devastating to Boss Hart. This is devastating. Best, devastating to any outfit that would try to have to pay a million and a half bucks. And you only got one leg of the three-legged stool. All this business about trade secrets, let me tell you what they found out about that. Boss Hart alleges that the claimants breached their contracts by copying or pirating and this is what brought the SWAT, by the way. Are you ready for this? By copying or pirating BRS confidential files. And then he goes into the specifics of it. BRS asserts that claimants agreements provided data, data, data. And um, this is the conclusion of the arbitrator. The greater weight of the credible and competent record evidence fails to substantiate BRS's allegations that the claimants improperly withheld or converted confidential property to BRS, belonging to BRS and or its business cuts to MERS. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'll tell you something. I hate be working for Ballsart. Um, you can't get any plainer than that. We got it hanging out there on Ward's hot bulletin board. You go look at it yourself. You can't get any plain on that. All this crap that's taken all this time. Said, if I were the cops, I, need, I would be so embarrassed. And this doesn't, you know, I'm basically a cop defender. I think all this stuff about defund the cops and all that is a bunch of crap. But when the cops act stupid, they don't help their cause. Why they would allow themselves, whoever in the hell was in charge of sending that SWAT team, why they would allow themselves to get caught up in a commercial situation, I guarantee you, they don't know a darn thing about it. I mean, unless there's something I don't know that ain't in this, an arbitrator doesn't know. I mean, I'll, I'll have a caveat there. Maybe there's something... If they withheld it from the arbitrator, well, then that's going to be a problem. But how in the hell did you send a heavily armed, bulletproofed, jacketed, helmet-lined combat outfit for to stop somebody from what? Converting confidential property? 
Those cops wouldn't know what it was when they found it anyway. You know, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this doesn't help police. It certainly doesn't help GPD. And it dang sure doesn't help Kramer. I'm telling you, though, there are two more legs to the stool. We may find out something different. But this really, really establishes a line in the sand. Well, Jay Parrish, a competitor of both claimants at Collier's and uh, Boss Heart Real Estate Services, reviewed the files that BRS alleges were improperly copied by claimants. Okay, this is what we're talking about. According to Mr. Parrish's testimony, I know Jay real well, deemed credible herein, there were no, are you ready for this? No documents contained in these files that either belong to Boss Art Real Estate Services or that he would not expect a departing sales agent to customarily take with him or her. Who in the world were the liars advising Bossart? One's this Donnelly character who freaked out when he saw me on the screen in the test in the deposition. Freaked out. I'm going to get a copy of the video and I'm going to show it to you. They'll probably charge me an arm and a leg for it, but that's all right, I'm going to get it. I want you to see this guy freak out when he sees me. Just freak out. Any comments? I'm looking here. I want to see if anybody has anything here. Take a sip of coffee here. The longer that I've been doing this stuff, I, um, I don't know what exactly I should say. I mean, it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm surprised because there's a lot of political mischief in this. A lot of political mischief. There's a lot of power struggle going on here behind the scenes with the liberals and that school board. Some of it's not behind the scenes. So I'm not, I'm not surprised, but I'm amazed that these people will be this stupid. The whole thing was hanging on the theft, of, the theft of something very valuable, which wasn't valuable and wasn't a theft. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. It's incredible. This is another item 82. Finally, and most importantly, the greater weight of the competent, credible evidence established that the same, get this now, that the same files that were secretly copied by claimants were later voluntarily provided to claimants 
by Bossart. Bossart collaborated with the claimants to turn over the TeamRiles.com domain and archive of emails from the TeamRiles.com email accounts. And in so doing, it found that BRS waived any claims of confidentiality for the files and or purported breach, purported breach of the claimant's agreement with BRS. Oh, it goes into more detail. It goes into more detail. I don't usually drink this early in the morning, but boy, I'm telling you, wouldn't hurt to have a well, you know, a little shot of bourbon right now, maybe to handle this. This is this is uh, this is more than passing strange, is it not? But this is um, now. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm gonna hang up on that. I'm just gonna comment a couple, a little bit on this day, on this. You know, the Gainesville Sunset, which has printed nothing about this, has got this big article about uh, uh, a survey of how lousy the city is, how people have lost faith in it, and hate to leaders and the commissioners. What's new? Does it take a survey to find that out? We've known that. You know, the whole city of Gainesville is, is sloppily run as we know. They don't even have enough records for an auditor to come in and examine to find out if the city's in the black or the red. They have canned so many people and made so many uh, political appointments and are so eat up with diversity and inclusion. They got Tony Jones over there. God knows what Tony Jones can do. I don't think he can help him with the financial records. It's an amazing, amazing world, uh, you know. And we got we got guys like Chuck U. Sumer. I love, you know, that's what I'm, one of the reasons I miss so uh, uh our guy Rush Limbaugh. He used to always call Chuck Schumer, Chuck U. Schumer. Chuck U. Schumer is personally responsible, as far as I'm concerned, for the physical threats being laid down now against Supreme Court justices. Chuck U. Schumer. And right behind him is pencil neck shift and Fat Jerry, and Pelosi, Paul, uh, 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 Palsy Pelosi, and of, of course, doddering Uncle Joe, and the hideous Kamala Harris. And now they're going to try to turn around and, and you know, run the same rap of, false, of falsehoods past the public about, oh, this great big attempt to overthrow the government. When they themselves want to do away with the Electoral College, they want to pack the Supreme Court, or if they can't do that, then they want to make the justices uh, subject to criminal assault. I, I don't think the public's that stupid that they believe any of that crap. I mean, you would think. Meanwhile, I, I just want to close with this. I, I, I need something goofy goofier than anything we've gone through this hour to close with. Uh, this, you know, here we are concerned about heavy pot smokers, which we've legalized. The pot is 30 times more powerful than it was in the old days in the 60s. These guys who are shooting up the works are all heavy drug users. 
um, check me out. You know, I might, you know, might be one or two exceptions, but they're all psychotic. Uh, they've all been liberalized. They've all been operating without any discipline restraints. Um, you know, the whole nine yards. And meanwhile, I, I just can't close the show without going over this. This was back in May. I found this and I put it in my midnight auto yard because it just, <laughs> it just was as goofy as could be. Um, in uh, a, a place called Wisconsin's Keel Area School District, on the western shore of Lake Michigan, on April 25th, the school district, are you ready for this? Accused three eighth grade boys of sexual harassment, eighth grade boys, and launched a Title IX investigation. What do you think their crime was? You won't, I don't even think the smartest of you can guess. I, for mispronouncing, mis pronouning these boys used her H-E-R to a classmate who wanted to be called them you want me to give it to you again Rick Eisenberg and Luke Berg wrote about this on May 24th I Put it in Midnight Auto Yard. It's from Keele, Wisconsin. Three eighth grade boys were accused of sexual harassment because they referred to a classmate as her rather than them. And the problem with this is because they've been charged, it has tarnished the boy's reputation. They've been labeled sexual harassment under Title IX. This is all about condoning the biological confusion of people and trying to make it in sync with grammatically correct pronouns which is madness, a school board. A school board in Virginia is considering adding a policy to prohibit malicious misgendering. Are you ready for all this, my friends? And these things could become federal lawsuits if these boys are not punished. And they wonder why people lose faith in their institutions. I, you know, they really, really, do they really wonder why? people lose faith in their institutions. Wow. Wow, wow. 
Well, the conclusion of this on point 123 um, is that Nowhere in this argument did Boss Hart convince the arbitrator of anything. So pay up, pay up a C. You know, million and three, million and some change, million and three. There it is. This award is in full settlement of all claims and counterclaims submitted to this arbitration. All claims not expressly granted herein are denied. There you go. Have a great day, my friends. Port Hall Command Center out. <laughs>